welcome once again to a novel evening. As always, I'm Danny. You can find me over on Instagram and TikTok as at a novel evening podcast. Apologies right now for the state of my voice. Uh, COVID after three years finally got me, um, <laughs> and it was horrific. Um, so yeah, I am feeling much better. However, I have been left with this very sexy smoke 60 a day voice um so please enjoy I'm, i like to pretend it's like asmr or something uh but for this episode i am going to be joined by rose black to talk all about her novel till death do us bard now if you loved as i did legends and lattes if you love a good cozy fantasy this is one for you uh it sounds so much fun um, and sometimes that's all you need in a fantasy is some true hijinks fun. I cannot wait to talk to Rose all about this novel, the inspirations behind it, and find out exactly what she's going to bring to her novel evening. So a big hello to Rose. Hello. Hi. Hi, Danny. How are you? I'm good. As you can hear, um, I sound a bit like Yoda. So my apologies. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think it sounds a little sexy and a little husky, but I think I just sound like something out of Star Wars. So my apologies. But how are you? How is everything going? I, I'm good. I'm good. Um, I just had a little holiday, so I've done far more exercise last weekend than I've done in a long time. And my body hates me, but it's all good. Oh, where did you go? Where have you been holiday? Um, I, there's a little hotel down Oakhampton, Devonway, and they do crafts and they do activities. So I've, I've made things, I've done some yoga. <laughs> You're my <laughs> neck of the woods. I'm down yeah. in Devon. Oh, so oh, you lovely. Devon yeah. Highway. Yeah. Oh. I'm right on the south coast. I'm Torbay. So not oh, lovely. Yeah. very pretty. And yeah. you say you did crafting and things. Was yep, there anything in particular little, that you made? Little, little resin dragonflies and little pots that have dried flowers yeah. in. <laughs> oh do you know what that sound it just sounds so homely and mm. just wholesome yes it was good fun it was good and fun. sometimes that's what you need and especially because you are i imagine starting to feel the the slight butterflies of uh yes. dates looming when this comes <laughs> yeah. out your book will be in the wild but right now it's not that far away is it it is not it's just over a month and that is kind of terrifying <laughs> How does that, how does it feel? Do you feel kind of ready? Does it feel like it's sunk in yet? Oh, it's, I'm in that weird position where I, I've, I've done a whole lot of stuff because we, we got the deal and it came out really quickly. Um, so I've been six months of editing and sorting out the cover and all this and then it stopped. And I, I and now I've, I've got time to think about, oh, well, it's coming out and people are going to read it and it's on the shelves. And, yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness. And that's quite a quick space of time to be doing edits. Yeah, Six months is not long. Yeah, it's not long, no. We sort of started we started getting started in sort of February. Um and we finished the last edits a few weeks ago now. So yeah, it's been wow. pretty non-stop for a while. Oh my goodness. That's probably quite nice because you don't have time to stop and think too much. Yeah. Yeah. Just swept away with it. But now it's yeah. it's coming. So First and foremost, for listeners, tell us about your book. Tell us about Till Death Do Us Bard. 
Okay, so Ginefter of Bard is the tale of Logan Fika, who is a retired um, adventurer. So he's he's kind of like your D&D warrior. He goes around, he guides people to fight through dangerous places, he fights off monsters. And this has been his life for 20 years. And now he's met this, this bard called Pi, and they've settled down, they've got married, they've got the little cottage, they've got a pig, they've got two goats, their life is perfect. And then Pi disappears. Um, and it's the story of Logan trying to find out where the hell his husband's gone. And the only help he's got is a flirty necromancer grandmother and the ghost of his ex-wife. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Straight away, I'm, I'm always <laughs> like, well, now I need to know everything that happens because it's just such a fun. And, you know, I think I very recently, I love fantasy. I've always loved fantasy. I've never read much cosy fantasy and I kind of dip my toe in with Legends and Lattes, which yeah. I know your book has been compared to and kind yeah. of in reviews and things and I was kind of a bit like oh I don't know is it going to be kind of a bit dull am I kind of going and I loved it thank you they're like it's like it's it hugs it hugs in a book yeah that, that that's what people have described it as a hug yeah. in a book or a, or a cup of hot chocolate yeah um. you know like you think when like Lord of the Rings when like you don't necessarily want to leave the shot maybe you just want to go to like you know the ferry maybe that's as far as you want to be you don't want to yeah. go away to Mordor you want just no. a little adventure and I love that so much and firstly where did this idea come from for you I, I I've been trying to because I knew this this was going to come up at some point I've been trying to remember um so I think it's done as a um one of these a tumblr post or something where it was married couple of adventurers and you know then sitting around the fire and instead talking about monsters they were like have you got any socks for me to darn darling that sort of thing um so i think i think that was the spark that kicked it off yeah. and i started writing after pitch wars in would have been 2020 um Ooh. and i wrote i wrote a book in lockdown and it was full of grief and unrequited love and trauma and i got into pitch wars and it was like incredibly stressful and we didn't get anywhere with that book and I said right I'm going to write something just for me uh, it's going to have all the things I love in it uh, it's going to have unicorns it's going to inspire my inner horse girl and and yeah this is what came out oh, just and I love the fact that you said that this was a book that was just for you and I think that, that there's something so beautiful because that you know shines through I think when it's something you love yeah it shines through. And did you always know, obviously it has so much beautiful, you know, LGBTQI plus representation. Did you know from the beginning that you were going to have these these two guys together from yeah. right from the start? Yeah, yeah. All, all the versions I've had, the, the beginnings a bit that's changed the most. I've had like half a dozen beginnings, but it's always started with them at some point. Um, and yeah, they've always started married. Um and initially, I didn't have all the interludes. I had a couple in there. Um, one of the things that we we did when we edited it was was put in the whole arc of their relationship from yeah. beginning to end. Oh, just and that's the thing as well is this this question of like what happens to these adventurers who survive because obviously and it's very perilous, but when they go into retirement, is such a funny concept for me. And I always think about you know I love Lord of the Rings and I always think. What would happen when like Gandalf decides to just retire? He's like, I'm done now. I'm over that now. It's too perilous. <laughs> yeah. And I love as well. Where did the name Pi come from? I don't know. I, he was always Pi. <laughs> he was always Pi. Um and I don't I don't know why he was Pi. Uh, <laughs> it just, he, I, my, he came to you was, as um, Pi. 
yeah, he came to me as I, I, I have this thing like my characters are they're people as far as I'm concerned. And when I write, you know, I'll start off and I'll not know them. And by the end of the book, I'll know them. But because I'm dyslexic, my memories are a bit funny. So I kind of feel by the time I finished writing a book, it's, it's, I've always known them. I, I kind of I don't remember the stages of getting to learn them. Oh, so. I love that. So you're almost getting as you're writing them, you're getting to know these people. Yeah. Like you would everyday people. I think that's yeah. incredible. Oh my goodness. And you briefly mentioned that, you know, you're dyslexic. How did you, you know, the challenges of that with writing a book, how did you find that process? Um, to be honest, it, most of it is fine with modern technology. <laughs> I don't think I could have been a writer in the 19th century because I, I need my keyboard. If I yep. write more than you know a, a page, my, my wrists have gone and I can't spell and I can't read my handwriting afterwards. So, but with a keyboard and a spell check, it's not too bad. Um, yeah. But there's a lot of a lot of the editing was going back and finding all the little words I've missed yeah. because my mind is too sentences ahead of everything so I'll assume that I wrote the or I or you know that sort of thing um so yeah other than that, that the process other was... than that it's yeah. yeah I mean I I'm much worse with numbers than I am with letters so <laughs> if you ask me to add stuff up I, I'm I really feel lost. you there that I, I can absolutely <laughs> empathize numbers are my absolute weak point so yeah, yeah with writing and like you say I think technology really makes it so accessible now yeah. to be able to yeah. write and create in so many forms not just writing but to be able to create across the board yeah which I think is wonderful and in terms of the magic in your yes. world I've spoken to quite a few fantasy authors and I think the ways people come up with these magic concepts are very different how yeah. did you know how you were going to incorporate magic into your story? I really wanted to do something where, you know, you, you have sort of often you have your light and your dark magic and your light magic is good and your dark magic is even. And I wanted to do something that didn't do that. I really wanted, one of the things I wanted when I started the book was to have death magic be part of the solution of things without going into too many spoilers. But I wanted that to be, you know, the the, the god of death to be, someone who's warm and welcoming and actually a, a good feeling thing rather than just a bad thing which I adore I adore that whenever I read a book and death is not this scary hooded you know size yeah. person coming in and I like the fact as well you know there is an element death is all around us and I love the idea of you bringing death magic in as kind of an everyday kind of thing as well. It's nothing scary. It's not this yeah. kind of terrifying process, which I thought was so interesting. And again, I, I don't want to give spoilers. I love a good dose of the undead. Yep. That's <laughs> and again, yeah. when you were coming up with your undead concept, I don't, again, don't want to give spoilers. Did you have in your head what they were going to be like? Because again, there's lots of options. Yeah, I mean, I had the 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 Countess's... Um... The Countess's servants, they, they were always very clear in my head. One of the, I sort of started the, the beginning, wasn't sure about it, but as soon as Logan goes to her house, it was like, that's it, I'm set, I, I know where I'm going now, this is the path. So the the, the, the skeletons are, are very clear. Um, Bones was not something I initially planned, and it was the, the Countess's dialogue of, well, they're you know it's really useful <laughs> and I couldn't argue with that and that's why Bones has stayed and I'm really glad Bones has stayed because he's one of my favorite creations ever. I love as well that you've got this you know this character that was one of your favorite you've just said you know one of your favorite creations that kind of yeah. came out of nowhere was not yeah, planned yeah. that's such yeah. a beautiful organic thing. Yeah I, I, I do I, I never plan anything I let it 
come out um and quite often yeah the the, the best things come out of surprises and when actually oh that that's logical I have to go that way yeah and that makes things feel more natural because you're not you're not trying to force things down a specific path you're trying to go with what the characters would do what what the setting allows you to do yeah and I always think fantasy again as I said I love fantasy I love to read it I love to write it it's absolutely my first love um but it's a it's a daunting thing I think fantasy because speaking as someone who is a fantasy super fan fans of fantasy be quite definite in the ways they like things done yeah yeah right yeah (laughs) you know what I'm talking about (laughs) you can get you can get a little protective over your undeads and your necromancers and your how those things are done was there ever kind of a part of you that felt like you know you were kind of breaking the mold a little bit were you ever kind of apprehensive about anything you were doing I don't think so not about that because that's that was what I really wanted and yeah. and again when I started writing this it, it was literally just for me so it didn't matter that if, if nobody else wanted you know necromancers and skeletons in straw hats that didn't matter because they were mine yeah. <laughs> um but I think the good thing now is, was again, I think Dungeons and Dragons is something that's come really into the fore very recently. Yeah. Things like Stranger Things, yep. Baldur's Gate has been re-released, which yeah, again, the D and D movie, D and D movie, and I think people are getting curious about D and D. And I've I've only played once. Um, I loved it, but it's very complex. But also, there's a lot of fun in there. Yeah, yeah. I I used to run a game based on the very first terrible book that I wrote that will never never come into real life but I ran a campaign in that setting um that's so cool I love that I love you like yeah I just based it on my game that's really like (laughs) casually I love that I can imagine a D&D game based in your current book I could picture that happening you're like maybe that will happen soon (laughs) yeah if anybody plays D&D based on my book let me know because I will will die happy oh and the thing is I think to some people, you know, I have friends who don't read fantasy, especially kind of high fantasy, kind of yeah. that, because I think they see it as a bit kind of Fausty. They picture Tolkien, George R. R. Yeah. Martin, they're very intimidated. And what I love about books like yours and your books like Legends and Lattes is it makes it so accessible. Yeah, um, I, I like a book that, I mean, I like epic fantasy and I like yep. sprawling tales, but I do like a a book that's, it's not, not such a big you know not like a great huge you know, world a little building. pond rather yeah. than a uh, yeah. big old lake um and you can just paddle in it and uh, yeah. yeah and that's the other thing you know I don't know how much you can tell me but are you working on future books set within this world will we see more I, of this, this world I have written about 40k of a possible sequel whether that will ever come out I don't know we haven't pitched it yet and I haven't finished it but it is entirely possible that I could go back to this world because I do have definitely have ideas. Are there other characters you would like to explore as well? Are there other um, stories you feel you could do more with? Yeah, so I, I want to do more about the Countess, who she is, how she came to her powers and what that means. And I also want to write it from Pi's perspective. So you have a Logan oh. book and a Pi book. Oh, that's a cool idea. I'd also love, I love when you get that and you see... You know how people can remember same events very differently? Very differently, yes. I love yes. that when you read back and it's such a little Easter egg when you're like, wait, that happened in the <laughs> other book. But it's yeah. not quite the same, especially yeah. couples. We imagine things very differently. <laughs> yes. 
which I adore. And you know, if you could, if you could kind of step into your into your book, into your world, hmm. what role do you think you would take in Ooh. this world? Oh, I'd love to be an adventurer. I'm not sure. Yeah, <laughs> I'd, have, I'd love to, you know, go marching around the country and and fighting monsters and stuff. I'm not sure that's <laughs> me being a little delusional, but. I'd probably be better than that as a bard because I cannot sing very well. Even when I don't sound like this, I would not say I have a bard-worthy voice. I would, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like necromancy could be my calling. Yep. You know, yeah, ne- necromancy. I would like, you know, undead servants would make life so much easier. Yeah, and I like the idea of skeletons more than like the the rotten zombies. But yeah, yeah, skeletons are clean. They don't smell. Yeah, for, yeah, for aesthetics, don't need bits of body parts around. <laughs> That's the thing as well. And now when you're you're kind of thinking about these next kind of books, again as well, do you kind of imagine other stories within this world? Do you imagine expanding this world? Is there other parts Mostly you'd love to explore? I write different things. I, I tend to get um, an idea and that will take me. And most of my stuff is fairly standalone. This is, this is one of the few things where I think I could expand on it. But yeah. um, I have other books written that are completely different. Um, are they all kind of fantasy? Do you they are all kind of fantasy. They're they're all queer. They're mostly second world. I have written a um, contemporary fantasy duology that I really, really want to sell. Um, but uh, we're not quite there with that one yet. You are really busy bee as well, I have to say. <laughs> this is <laughs> I got I got possessed October last year. Um, and I wrote 100k in two months I think and wow. I don't know quite what happened I, I wrote two and a half novels uh an OU piece and something else <laughs> wow I mean I've written a book I wrote started last year with with my best friend and mm. writing with someone else is very easy because it's oh. half the work essentially <laughs> but I mean we did I think it took us eight weeks to even probably reach nearly a hundred thousand between two of us so yeah. what you're yeah. describing is is yeah. crazy don't, don't ask me how I, did it. I, I, I think possessed is the only way I can describe it I, I got I got possessed by a story and I had to write it and I you know I'd written 10k within a couple of days and so uh yeah <laughs> I'm I'm absolutely astounded. I think that's absolutely incredible. And also, with you writing very different things, how do you keep track of all that? Um, I, this is this is why it's quite difficult. We've, we've I've got Bard coming out. I've got book two that I can't really talk too much about, but book yep. two will be starting edits soon. And then I'm writing something else at the moment. So yeah, I've got got a lot of little guys in my head and they're all running around. And especially if these are worlds you're creating. This is the thing yeah. that blows my, we, we've done kind of a it's a Greek mythology skew so that again it's also a bit easier because a lot of your work's already done for you to remember yeah. when it's worlds you've created yeah keeping track on your characters and your countries and your politics and... yeah wow and I, the characters are okay the the sort of worlds themselves don't ask me to name I hate naming places <laughs> I, I that is my worst the, nightmare. I'd yeah. be one of those generators, like, please give me a name. I do. Um, I don't know if you come, come across the, the Fadus method, which is, um, yeah. so Fadus in Dragon Age is called Fadus because it's the Dragon Age setting and they just took out letters until they came up with something that sounded like fantasy. That is, that's and actually I, genius. I, I've done, yeah, I've done a lot because you just play around, take out letters and okay, that sounds like a town name. That's so clever. Anything that's what scares me with fantasy is also like names coming up with like yeah. fantasy names. 
name places, magic yeah. names. That's what yeah. scares me. Yeah. I'm, I'm not like big on um, sort of heavy magic systems. I prefer yeah. sort of more to focus on the characters and how magic and interacts with them rather than this is specifically how you do it and these are the hand movements and these are the spell components and that sort of thing but yeah I'm the same I, I'm of the like the Skyrim school of magic where it's just yeah. there it's just there it's there it's there we it's don't there. explain it you can just do things yeah. yeah and I like the argument as well when someone does something and there's not really explanation of it's magic yeah <laughs> <laughs> you can get away with so much and now look I have very high hopes for your novel evening now I'm feeling a very kindred <laughs> fantasy spirit here. Yep. We've delved into all sorts, so no pressure. But I, I think this might be a night I'm going to really want to go to. Oh, hopefully. <laughs> You're like, oh, God. <laughs> You've got this. You've got this. Right. So yep. when we kick off our novel evenings, yep. we always start with where are we going to go first? Right. We are going into outer space. Um, I, I did I, not see that coming. Coming there. See, I, I am. I, I'm a fantasy writer, and I that that's what I write. But I I love space. I desperately want to. I wanted to be an astronaut when I was five years old. Um, you know, I I grew up with Star Trek, so I I love space as a setting. Um, and I just think you know, if you're having a dinner party, what better view than the Earth goes past, Jupiter goes past, Nebula goes past. You know, that's yeah. that that's dinner. Um, I find it fascinating because I think I love I love stargazing. I love looking up at space. The thought of being in space <laughs> terrifies me a bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it would have to be a nice Star Trek style spaceship with gravity and because I've always have you ever thought about writing some sci-fi? Have you ever been contacted? I, I, I do kind of want to write some space opera at some point, but Ooh, um, I need to find opera. yeah, probably space opera rather than sci-fi, but yeah. yeah. Ah, oh, okay. That's very cool. Okay, so we're do we uh, are we kind of able to sit where we are in space? It's not yes. zero gravity. Yeah, it, it's it, no, not zero gravity. There's a nice, nice set of nice, comfy chairs, big table, big viewing windows, so you can see. And I thought we'll start off, start off at Earth. We'll see the Earth, and then we'll go through the solar system. Then we'll find a nice nebula to finish off, um, with, you know, cocktails and stuff afterwards. Cocktails with a nebula. Yeah. I mean, that sounds like the title of a book. <laughs> <laughs> That's that sounds ideal. And I, again, I love stars. I love the idea of this. I imagine it's well, I don't know, it depends on the guests, but I'm imagining being quite calming. I, if I, all goes well. Maybe. <laughs> I, I've gone for people I think will have good stories. Um good okay. um entertaining times. Okay, so, that's what you want when you're surrounded by space. Yeah, you yeah, want, okay. you want you want stories, you want adventure, you want you want to, yeah. Okay, I I'm feeling your vibes now. Okay, let's go to space, and I'm more intrigued. Okay, so who's the first person who's gonna? Oh God, I'm so bad at stuff. Who's gonna dock? Is that what you do? Um, yeah, who's gonna uh, dock at the space station? Is going to go. be uh, Gandalf the Grey, um, because what's a party without a wizard? Was like, can you Gandalf in space? I don't know. There's all about that. So well, much joy. If you want fireworks, it, they're probably going to have to be magic fireworks, aren't they? So magic fireworks, magic fireworks in space. space. I mean, the stories. Yeah. He's so good at stories. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Gand you know, anybody's going to have stories. It's going to be Gandalf. Yeah, um, and I've got to ask: Is he your favourite wizard? Um, my favourite wizards. Um, 
I like the Wizards of the Disc world, but they're all terrible people, so I don't think they're my favourite wizards. I like reading about them, but as virtual people, I don't think I'd want them at the dinner party. No, that's very fair. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Gandalf, I think he's got a very it's almost a grandfatherly way. He's yeah, exactly. grand when he needs to be, but he's also quite yeah. funny. Yeah. Yeah. He's a fan of the old, you know, Longleaf. Yes, exactly. But Longleaf in space. But, okay. Gandalf <laughs> has arrived. Is he Gandalf? So he's Gandalf the Grey, not Gandalf the White. White, well, yeah. I, I... Yeah, I think at this point. Very different time. vibes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, Gandalf the Grey has arrived. <laughs> Who is going to be next? Who is going to be next? Um, take my notes. I'm going to invite um, Dove Canyon from the Three Musketeers. Oh, okay. What's your reasoning for this? It's, it's um, Three Musketeers is one of my absolute favourite books. I absolutely adore it. And out of the four of them, I think D'Artagnan would a have the best stories, and b cause the fewest problems. <laughs> yes, I think, and I yes. think just having one of them is very wise. Yeah, I think if you had all four of them, then the the spaceship would be commandeered. They'd be off to save the queen, and and you wouldn't get your dinner party. But... All sorts would be going on. And I think, yeah. I mean, D'Artagnan is the most well known as well. I think yes. everyone kind of knows him. He's got the stories. Yeah. He's got the gift of the gab. Good How gab, would he yeah, and Gandalf he's... get on? I think they'd initially they'd, they'd look each other up. I think they'd initially get they they get on after they'd seized each other up and decided neither one was actually a threat. Okay. Um, I, I feel like this might be got... a theme. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Everyone's gonna be eyeballing each other until we've established yeah. it's yeah. all fine. And okay. you bring out the drinks and then everything's okay. Yeah, okay. Um, D'Artagnan and Gandalf are oh, taking yeah. their seats. They're they're yeah. at the table. Who's next? Uh Nanny Og. Again, what's a party without Nanny Og? Nanny Og. Um, I mean, and now I'm just trying to picture her with Gandalf and with D'Artagnan. I... I, she'd she'd um, she'd run him over flat. I think she he wouldn't know where she was going. <laughs> I think she'd yeah. leave him quite. I think that I would think also... she's the most formidable of the group. Yes. Actually, oh, absolutely. So she far. she is going to take control. Um, yeah, which would be very interesting. Seeing D'Artagnan kind of being <laughs> put in his place a little bit could be interesting. Bit, yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Such a wonderful character as well. So yes. brilliantly written. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. I'm just trying. I'm literally picturing the spaceship now in my head, and I'm sort of lost in it, it a little it's, bit. It's I'm a very um. Yeah, it's very eclectic. Yeah, but <laughs> we love eclectic. We love eclectic. Okay. Who is guest number four? Guest number four um is the fool from um, Robin Hobbs Assassin's books. Okay. Again, I think there's, there's someone I've read one looked... of these, uh, much to my shame, because I loved it. So give me a little bit more of the fool, because I've obviously so met the fool, the fool is, but I... it's kind of um it's a, it's a very interesting character. It turns up across the three uh novels. Um there's a massive spoiler for the live ship ones if I say something, so I'm not going to say that. Okay. Um, you really should read them, and they're really good. Um, but yes, he he. So he's 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 a fool at the castle, but he's clearly you know he's he's no fool. He's very intelligent. He click quickly um, attaches onto the main protagonist and sort of guides them. Um, and yes, he's he's uh, he's got yeah. a lot of a lot of interesting background, and I think he could be you could have a lot of interesting conversations. And what I love with the, with fool. the fool at any mm. any courtly story of any type, the fool is always underestimated by yes. those around him, and they hear yeah. all the juicy gossip. Tip exactly. Yep. That's what we need. Um, we need a gossiper. Yep. yep. So okay. uh, I, think, I think that's 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 his role. 
Um, oh. And I'd also invite Night Eyes from the same book because ah. you need a dog. <laughs> it's a wolf, okay. but you still need a dog. You need a dog. Everyone is, I yeah. mean, dogs in space as well. Yeah, it just. Exactly. I would like to know how that works with dogs in space. I'm like, <laughs> I, I foresee practical issues. <laughs> no. He's got all four feet on the ground. I'm sure he's fine. He'll be fine. Okay. Yes. So it's getting very cosy. Do you have any yes. more guests coming? I think, did I have? Uh, I have two more guests on Ooh, my list. Nice. So uh, next one would be Gideon Nav, because I, I can imagine Gideon at a party. And Gideon is also going to have stories and yes. probably cause trouble and probably intimidate the male characters. Um, it is it is the trouble that's making me a little anxious here. <laughs> yeah. But also I think that you're in company that you're going to behave around. Yes, I think that the, there's enough different vibes they'll keep each other in check. And I think I think they'd be interested in each other. I agree. I, I think I, you've got good com this is a conversation party. Yes, yes. I think it's a fun conversation party, but it is you know it's not philosophy and in depth but it, it is going to be there is going to be a lot of stories a lot of learning about people um, these are people who are fond of a beverage though i will yes. say oh yes there needs to be a good stock of alcohol on here it really does um, and i could i think there could be some raucous singing toward there'll be some yep. rude songs oh, i mean nanny ox there's definitely going to be singing <laughs> <laughs> we're going to learn crude songs from all yeah, over we're going to learn place. all the verses of the hedgehog song yeah <laughs> I'm down for in space. What could be better? Yeah, in now, space. <laughs> not to say it all hinges on your last guest, but they've got quite a room to come into. Into right, so Who's the last guest, the last guest. I don't. This is possibly a little bit pretentious of me, but I'd invite the countess from my book. But that is allowed. You can have. Okay. We can have good. our own characters. So what? What made you choose the countess to join these I think, people? I think her and Nanny Og would get on very well um because they're both women who've seen a lot of life they've they've yeah. been through a lot and I think they've both learned to live um yeah. they're both women who live out loud and I think having them together in the same room would be absolutely amazing um yeah. and the pair of them would make sure that everything went their way yeah um, I was gonna say it's quite a male heavy room as well so you need yeah. two women who are gonna hold their own yeah yeah and they'd, they'd make sure that uh, Gideon stayed in line they <laughs> or, would do or that. <laughs> yes now out of your guests who are there who do you think would be the best storyteller oh I don't know because they'd all have they'd all bring very different stories that's um, very true yeah so Gand Gandalf would have your epic stories and yep. Dog Tanyan and the Four would have courtly stories and Nanny Og and the Countess would have stories of life and Gideon would have dirty stories so yep. I think they'd all be very good at their own particular bits yeah um, and who would get drunk first probably Nanny Og yeah <laughs> <laughs> but she might not show as much as some of the others I, say, I think she would be the one who'd be drunk first but you wouldn't realize it knows it yeah mm, okay Okay, and I should have asked what food we're going to have at this dinner instead. We're going to have um, tapas-style things. We're going to have little dishes from all over the place, all over the world, little things that we can pick at while we sit and eat and drink our cocktails. Yes, and that's because when you're having a meal, nobody eats when they're like talks when they're eating a meal. Yeah, because you're yeah, just eating. So, so when you've got little things you can pick at, you can pick at. Yep. You've thought about this now. I have. Yeah. <laughs> is there anybody that you don't want to be turning up on a rebel spaceship trying to gatecrash this thing? Yeah. 
Um, I mean, like I said, the, the other wizards from the Discworld, we don't want them. <laughs> they're, they're, nothing good ever happens around them. Um, it would like to fly up, though. They, they, they would, and then the ship would crash or, or, or something. <laughs> something we'd end up on some far-blown planet. Yep. Yeah, there would be some kind of pun, and and yeah, yeah. Um, okay, anybody else who can't come? <laughs> um, so I, I was discussing this with a few friends, and and everybody's responses were not invited Fitz. Um, so I don't think Fitz would be invited. <laughs> I don't okay, think he's the best storyteller. No, um, I think he'd be a bit whiny, especially with a few drinks in him. <laughs> That's, do you know what? Sometimes it seems cruel, but sometimes for the for the party vibes, you've got to make difficult yeah. decisions, and yeah. that's fair. He's got, to, yeah, we'll sneak out without him. Yeah, he would just be there waiting. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> Get over it. Oh, poor Fitz. Anybody else not welcome? Um, no, I didn't really get on with people quite well, so <laughs> I don't like excluding them. But yeah, I think I think that would be. That's... That's good. That's it. I, do you know what? I feel like as well, there's not many people who could board this spaceship who these, these guests couldn't deal with anyway. With exactly, yes. I don't yeah. think you're going to have anyone that could join that they wouldn't be able to handle. Apart from like Sauron. Yeah. But we don't know. Sauron could be great at parties. Yeah, give him a cocktail. He might be fine. Yeah. Nobody gave him a chance. Maybe what he really yeah. needed was friends. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Like, maybe it's just lonely friends, in this big tower. Cocktails, Tatis <laughs> That's the th- you know I I think some of these you know great villains if they'd have just had a really good friend yeah they'd have been already, yeah, was, being a big yeah, eye in a tower is not fun <laughs> yeah what is this Samwise really yeah, he needed his own Samwise that's yeah. what it was see I just now out of your book as well is there anyone who you wouldn't have from your novel card oh oh um that's mean I know. <laughs> no, we, we probably wouldn't want Fix because Fix is another troublemaker. And I don't think he'd get on, and I don't think he'd tell stories. And are I we going to welcome get... a bard on for some music? Oh yes, them. yeah. We, we should probably have Pie as well. Come um, and do a little little sing for us if if the mood yeah. gets. You know, sometimes everyone's in their cups and we're all a bit full. Yeah, a little bit of music. I was going to say by the yeah. fire, by the big open nebula. Open <laughs> nebula. Yes, I I'm sure Pie knows all the words to the Hedgehog song, so. I just I I love the idea of these group of people eating and drinking, learning filthy songs, telling stories. None of them would be shocked either. Nope. <laughs> There's nothing that would make anybody feel uncomfortable, I don't think, because they've heard yep. it all before. Yeah. And I think I don't think we'd want to get off this spaceship. No, I think we'll just go around the universe a few times. Just keep going for yeah. eternity. And then look. This has been this has been as a fantasy lover, this has been the ultimate evening for me. <laughs> I'm very, very happy with this. And before I let you go, I have to ask you if you're reading anything at the moment. I am. I am. I'm currently reading um two things. I'm reading um Ocean's Echo, um Ooh, by Everina. So the o- Ocean's Echo is is not a sequel to oh I can't remember um I can't remember what the first one's called, but it's uh it's a space opera queer space opera and it's about a guy a guy who can read minds um who gets co-opted by the army and he's supposed to bond with this other guy who can control minds and the two of them have worked out that actually this isn't quite above board and they're trying to fight this um situation that they've been put in um and it's sort of quite political 
um, and they were on a mission as well. And um, yeah, it's I really like the way she does she does dual pro, uh, dual pro point of view. Yeah. Um, so you see one guy and you see the other guy, and she's very good at showing the sort of different sides of things and how they see each other and misinterpret each other. And um, Winter's Orbit, that was the first one. Winter's Orbit, I've heard, I think Winter's Orbit yeah. is sat on my shelf behind Winter's me somewhere. Winter's Orbit is very good. In my um, very upsetting to be red <laughs> pile that we just don't, yeah, we hide it. Don't. <laughs> but I would absolutely, I, I keep looking at it. And for, I don't read a lot of sci-fi, but I would love to mm. know the difference between a space opera and sci-fi. I think, for me, sci-fi is about asking a question or what, what if this is you don't have gravity or humans don't age or okay. sci-fi is asking exploring a question whereas space opera is more human it's more political situations it's space battles but it's more about the people in a sciencey rather than a fantasy environment <laughs> that's that's my well, um, that sold me on space operas i'm now like yeah I need to check out some space operas. And what else are you reading? You said you've got two the other books thing I'm, on I'm, I'm beta reading um, an amazing book by a friend of mine, um, um, which is set in the desert. It's full of queer trauma and religion and giant um, skeleton snakes, and I am adoring it. Um, <laughs> <was gonna say, laughs> giant skeleton snakes. Snakes. Yep. Yep. It's so oh good. <laughs> and as a beta reader. And as a writer yourself, do you find that you approach how you're reading differently? Are you reading this as a straight reader or do you have your writer um, head This up? I'm reading, mostly reading the story because it's so good. And like, I've got I've left like two suggestions and that's, and the rest of it is just like, ah! <laughs> um, oh. But yeah, so if I'm, if I'm trying to read it for criticism, I'll, I'll read things slightly differently, but this I'm just really enjoying. Um, oh, and I love that it's your friend's book as well. Yeah. Because again, um, no pressure, but it'd been really awkward if you were like... <laughs> I already know they're amazing writers. So it's, it's right. <laughs> um, and you, I mean, you got... mean you had me at skeleton giant snake, skeleton snakes? Yeah, I mean this this it's this when it comes out, I'll let you know because it's going to be amazing. <laughs> oh my goodness! And there's a little that's a little sneaky plug as well. I like that. It's yep, a little exclusive, yep. so I will keep yep. my eyes peeled. Yeah. And Rose, thank you. This has been such a pleasure been... to talk to you. And it's I'm just going to so check my notes. So till death does part is out on the twenty first. Yep, 21st of November. Yep. Not long. And actually, no, this will probably come out just before then. So oh, listeners exciting. be able to put a little sneaky pre-order in. Get yep. themselves a cop. Also, I was gonna say the covers look so Oh, fun. the covers gorgeous. I I yeah, they've they've done such a good job. Um Lydia and Mia have done an amazing job. <laughs> Lydia um so Mia um we gave her the book and so we said, well, we, we probably want something like an axe and a, a loot um, on the cover, something like that. She read, like, started the book and went, right, no, we're doing this and sent back this completely different design with the the, the shields and Ozymandias on there. And, and I just, it's gorgeous. I, I can't wait to hold a copy. Oh, when do you get your copies? When does that happen? I don't know. I don't know. You're like, please, any day now, please. <laughs> yeah, um, I think... I don't think it's quite gone to printing yet. So I don't think I get them. I should probably have them by the time that the, the, the podcast comes out. So oh, would well, you know what? I wish you all the very best. It's Thank such you. a fun read. I think it's going to do fantastically. You're you're so passionate about it and you can feel the love in, in the book. Oh, and so thank you so, so no. much for coming to chat to me. No, no, it's been lovely. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. 
thank you for listening to this episode of the novel evening i hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as i enjoyed making it please remember to go over and rate subscribe and review wherever you listen to your podcasts and check us out on instagram at a novel evening podcast and over on tiktok under the same name and we'll see you next week bye bye